All righty, what you need to know today. Well, we're going to learn about the future of retail, how technology is improving e-commerce and in-store experiences in 2022, and how the pandemic changed consumers' preferences and retailers' approach to commerce. And what's next for the industry? And on the hotline right now, we have IBM's Carl Haller, who's a retail industry partner. And how are we doing today there, Carl? We're doing good? I'm doing great, Tommy. How are you? We're doing good today. So I guess this pandemic uh, upset a few things in how consumers uh, behave here. So how has the pandemic changed how consumers want to shop? You know, so I'm sure it's it, like, like we've all uh, felt over the last two years, there's been a lot of disruption. And um, I think as, we've, as we're coming through and hopefully soon out of a uh, pandemic situation, um, you know, we're seeing that consumer shopping and behaving is, is actually a pretty bright future. You know, we just released a global study in partnership with the National Retail Federation, which is the world's largest retail trade organization. Um, we studied nearly 20,000 consumers in 25 countries around the world. Um, this Consumer 2022 study is entitled Consumers Want It All, Hybrid Shopping, Sustainability, and Purpose-Driven Brands. You know, and this, this idea of um, hybrid shopping is one of the real new things that we've seen emerge uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. And, you know, what is hybrid shopping? Well, that's shopping where it's not just in-store and it's not just online. It's a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. You know, it might be shopping online, but doing in-store pickup or doing curbside pickup. Might be going into the store and looking at things, but realizing you don't want to lug it home with you, so you get it delivered or you order it to be shipped to you at a later date. Mm -hmm. you know, and that's now the primary way of buying for more than one in four consumers around the world. Um, and it, it really didn't exist in any big way more than two or three years ago. Yeah. Well, what I find that I'm doing, Carl, is that now I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid to order online because if I order from a store online and it doesn't fit me, I'll just bring it back to the store. Exactly. Exactly. The, the most major retailers have made it very easy um, for consumers to, you know, shop the way they want, buy the way they want, get the goods the way they want. And, and frankly, they've made the returns easier. Now, that's an issue for the industry. There, there are a lot of returns and we're, we're seeing news articles about this. A lot of returns are starting to stack up now. And so retailers are having to figure out what to do with all those goods. But that's another place where technology is coming uh, coming to the rescue in a bit, uh, a bit of a way, um, in that they can now put those goods for sale, you know, as a returned item or a partially used item. And, you know, when you're dealing with a major brand, there might be some things where, you know, to save 10 or 20 bucks, you might be willing to accept that that thing was returned back to the store. Yeah, that could be like a whole new industry in itself right now that, that they can put online and say, hey, this was returned. And most of the stuff that I return, I try it on, don't fit, I bring it back. It's just like if I brought it into a, you know, uh, one of those changing rooms in the store, except I'm not in the store. But if they want to offer it up at a, say, say a 20% discount, who wouldn't want to do that, right? Right, exactly. Exactly. It's like, you know, it, 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 sometimes you just want to try it on at home. You know, not a lot of, not everyone likes to take their pants off in the store. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
And like in a situation last night, it said not available in the store, so I had to order it online. And my wife goes, what if it doesn't fit? Well, I'll just bring it back to the store. There's no, no problem there. But uh, what's what's IBM's role in all of this? Does IBM have a role in this? Yeah, I mean, IBM, we're, uh, you know, not surprisingly, we're one of the largest technology companies in the world. We work with um, the leading retailers in the country, in the United States and around the world. And we also work with most of the leading consumer products brands. Um, and we do a lot of things for a lot of these companies, but it really, I'd say it boils down to helping them use technology to make better use of data and information so that they can make better decisions for their customers and for their business. All right. So uh, what, what should consumers expect from the uh, future retail experience? More, more of this or what? Yeah, I think uh, for consumers, um, and, and I go back to a song I remember from my youth, um, it was a song, uh, it was a kind of a one-hit wonder called The Future's So Bright, I Gotta Wear Shades. <laughs> and, you know, for consumers, it's a really exciting time. Mm-hmm. Um, there are more choices of product. There are more choices of ways to shop. Um, again, supply chain concerns notwithstanding. Uh, I think those are, those are somewhat temporary. Um, there are so many different ways consumers can shop now, going online, going offline, blending the two, um, and and we now do want it all. And so retailers and brands are having to deliver it all. They're having to give you all the options you want, and they're also getting better about making sure that the goods, you know, you're, you're on the East Coast, you know, the goods that you want on the East Coast might be different than the types of goods that some people want where I'm originally from in Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. or, you know, friends of mine in on the West Coast want. Um, so they're, they're not, they're actually using information about what people like to buy in your area, in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. and making sure that the stores near you have the products that you want. Let's talk about uh, like demographics. Uh, are you seeing like a younger demographic? Are they mostly the ones that'll be on their technology, on the apps, on their phones, and ordering stuff, or are you seeing a hybrid with them? We're actually this, that's a really interesting question and one we we wanted to study. So we look at the major demographic groups. You know, the baby mm-hmm. boomers who right. are generally you know fifty five, fifty six, up to about seventy five. Right. Um, Gen X, who right now are about, say, low 40s to early 50s. Um, the millennials, which is another really big segment, who are um, uh, in general in their, you know, late 20s to early 40s. And mm-hmm. then the, the emerging segment called Gen Z, you know, who are now in their, you know, I'd say late teens to mid 20s. Mm-hmm. First, everyone shops digitally. Also, everyone still shops in stores. Um when the millennials were coming of age, we saw them really as the digital generation. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing with uh, Gen Z, the, the slightly younger, uh, the slightly younger adults, um, you know, late teens to mid twenties, um, we're calling them the hybrid generation. Mm-hmm. We actually saw an uptick. They're, they're the they're the most the, the demographic group that is most likely to primarily use hybrid shopping. Gotcha. So I guess that's where we get, that's where the future is because if they're using it and they're embracing it and they're loving it, well, that's where they're the future, right? 
That's right. And, and frankly, it means mm-hmm. that, you know, not all the stores are going to disappear like we heard a few years ago. Um, it means that the store hit still has a role to play. Mm-hmm. It's just that the store isn't going to be the place to store everything like right. it used to be. Right. So I just was wondering how uh, how retailers are changing the cons- customer experience with this whole supply chain problem and want to meet these demands. It just seems like they're probably pulling their hair out, right? Yeah, that's been a big challenge. Um, it, it, you know, and it's been a big challenge um, at many aspects of the supply chain, from production, wherever that takes place, to shipping and, uh, you know, things coming in overseas, um, to things moving you know, from a port on the east or west coast across the country to get to the middle of the country. Um, and and you've had weird spikes in consumer demand based on, you know, shifts due to the pandemic. So, you know, we all saw the shortages of meat or the shortages of toilet paper, you know, or lately then there were the shortages of personal protective equipment, you know, and now we're seeing different shortages in, you know, in, in all sorts of things. I think I saw cream cheese was a shortage earlier, earlier over the holidays. Yeah. Um, those will get worked out. Um, but that's another area where retailers are using technology to start to understand what's happening at every stage of that supply chain. So that if they see a backlog emerging, they might be able to route goods around that. Um, such that they don't get caught up in those uh, those same log jams that have happened over the last you know six to twelve months. Gotcha. This is all very interesting, and uh, people listening right now, where can they get more information? So they can go to our uh, our website at ibm.com, and the Consumer Twenty Twenty Two study is specifically at ibm.com/ibv which stands for the IBM Institute for Business Value. Nice. Carl Haller is a partner, Consumer Center of Competency, IBM Consulting. And I really want to thank you for joining us today and giving us all this great information. Much appreciated. Thanks much, Tommy. It was great to be on. Oh, my pleasure.